Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right, man, we're back. Another week. Episode 63. I actually said 63 on the last one, and I was wrong. It was only episode 62. So mm-hmm. now I have a week to make it up, and I'm sorry, you guys. Um, but <laughs> yeah, well, I actually give you the right fucking number this time. All right, man, let's get right into it. Um, recently, uh, NBA All-Star Kawhi Leonard um, just sued Nike. And people felt it was out of left field. And they're like, what the what happened? What's going on? Why is Kawhi suing Nike? You know, what's wrong with this guy? Blah, blah, blah. Basically, he had a uh, logo that he created called the Claw because he has the biggest hands in the NBA. And, uh, well, I don't know if he has the biggest hands, but he has some of the biggest hands in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what he used as a logo. So if you can imagine a logo... Uh, that looks like that trace of a hand. That's what he basically did. And uh, I guess Nike tried to trademark it, I believe it was. Or Nike something. had Nike copyrighted the Copyright. logo behind his back. Right. They copyrighted behind his back. And then now if he wanted to use it, he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't be able to do it. So he's like, hold on, motherfucker. I created this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, go ahead and weigh on that key. Yeah, it's just one of those things where to me, it doesn't really make sense because he's not. Any, uh, he's not. He's no longer a part of the Nike and Jordan brand. Now he's with New New Balance, and I, the the only reason you would hold on to a logo like that or copyright a logo behind someone's back is out of spite. You know what I mean? Right. Especially something that he created on his own. It wasn't like they, well, at least from from um, what he's saying in the in the, what the court paper said. Um, basically, he said he created the logo when he was in college. Um, it kind of. The logo is basically, you know, his hand, right. and then it has a K. It has his initials in there, and then it has his uh, his number in there, number two. And this is something that he said he created, you know, kind of sitting in his dorm rooms or whatever at college, and he helped you know, a couple graphic designers help him like re- redefine it and uh, clean it up a little bit. So he took that with him when he got um, when he signed with Jordan. I think it was when he was a rookie, or you know, one of his like first or second years or something like that. So. This is something basically he created, and I guess what happened is he probably didn't know all the the parameters or what you necessarily needed to do when it comes to copywriting a logo. So he probably just gave them the logo. They started putting it on merch, and then all of a sudden, um, next thing you know, Nike goes behind his back and starts copywriting, you know, and making everything legal. And then <clears throat> him being a person where he – he doesn't necessarily care about brands. He's a person yeah. that's, I'm sure he looked at the paperwork and he, um, that was part of the reason why he left Jordan. Yeah. Because he wasn't getting paid enough. And he's obviously one of the, you know, top three, four players in the NBA. Yeah. He felt like he was getting um, disrespected as far as the deal. So he ended up leaving. And now he's with New Balance and he wants to go over there and, you know, create merchandise with his logo on there. And then I think, I don't know what happened or what alarmed them to uh, let them know that Nike Nike had copyrighted the logo, but um, it was on their ass. Yeah, whatever happened. Um, now he 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 created this lawsuit, but but he has said that this happened a long time ago. It's only now coming into the um, to uh, the the forefront, I guess. And it's coming out during the finals. Like yeah. it's kind of just so petty. But you know what's crazy is I think a lot of times these major like major like conglomerates or whatever you want to call them. Um, they they'll assume that athletes are dumb, so fuck them. Let's just do this. They're not gonna know the difference. Yeah, you know. 
and they'll trademark something that they shouldn't be trademarking. And sometimes when that when the, uh, the copyright copyright, excuse me, mm-hmm. not trademark, when they they try to copyright something that you know uh, you know the, the athlete won't be very like privy to certain you know business uh, business moves. So they'll mm-hmm. just be like, oh, whatever, I'm playing the game. Yeah. But Kawhi and his team or whatever must be uh, smart enough to know like, hey, something ain't right. Yeah. And Nike wasn't relying on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you think about like the whole concept of the rich getting richer. The rich get richer not only because they just come up with these original ideas, because they steal shit. Yeah, you know, and Nike's been stealing shit forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen man, I've seen some products. I've seen a pair of shoes that were like, you ever heard of fly net material? Yeah, fly net material is basically a sock, right? And then the bottom of it is like some like cheaper like. I don't know. It's not even. I don't even. Some you can consider it a running shoe, mm-hmm. but it's really not. But it has. It's basically a sock with no laces, and they charge you like a hundred and eighty dollars for this shoe, and it costs like eight dollars to make. Mm-hmm. So you know, then the company could get away with shit like that. That, that. That's not the only type of thing that they're doing to get ahead. Yeah, you know, it's pretty fucked up. I'm sure when Kawhi Leonard seen this shit, he was like, "What are they doing on my?" Uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the I think a lot of these companies believe that in order to you know stay afloat, in order to keep continuing to grow, that they have to do stuff like this. But right? Yeah. To me, it's like um, that's that kind of leaves a poor taste in your mouth. If you're a Nike fan, you know what I mean. If you're a person that like I sent it to one of my friends that is like the the biggest Nike supporter that I know. Right. And um he kind of felt the same way that Nike did, like whatever. But for me, you know, as a as a person as a creator, mm-hmm. I just thought about it from my perspective. Like if corny. we if we went on whatever channel and we, you know, we brought the Trucker's Mind uh podcast to a network or right. to a certain platform and then all of a sudden they start copywriting our logos right. and like doing stuff behind our back and we're like, wait, what the heck? Yeah, like, that's my that's my likeness. Yeah. Like, that's my intellectual property. You can't exactly. just take my shit. Yeah. I created that in my dorm room like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, <laughs> I just put my brain on a page and then I traced it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, for all that don't know, the logo Keith is the creator of that logo. I just gave him the idea, and he just was like, "All right." And then you know he sent me the logo. I was like, "Oh shit, that's pretty cool." Mm-hmm. So that's how we rock with it. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you know if it does become something, then I know like, hey, Keith created that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be crazy, huh? Right. Somebody come and be like, yo. Next thing you know, somebody got like some legal papers saying that right that you you own my shit. Fuck yeah. you, man. Yeah, you know, that's scary, dude. Imagine, imagine, you know, imagine this. Imagine there's a motherfucker listening to our podcast right now, and let's say that they're like successful in comedy, but they don't even have a podcast, mm-hmm. and then they create because this is what people also do. Because Drake did this when he started his career. Drake was stealing ideas and lines from people. Soldier Boy is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um and he blew the fuck up and nobody ever called him out on it until Soldier Boy came out on Breakfast Club and he was not lying. Yeah, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like it's one that's like uh, Drake was like, tell me what's really going on, yeah. and then you go back to Soldier Boy and that's Soldier Boy's whole opening line. He's like, Drake really took like artists that are good artists. Like, I'm not saying that they're not original, but they can also steal shit from things that they know are going to be successful. Yeah. 
So that's what companies do. Companies yeah. will see like it might be somebody listening to our podcast that might take elements from what we say and do and apply it to theirs and become 10 times more successful. Yeah. And then we sit in there and I'm like, wait a minute. I said that. Yeah. That's what I said. I said that I'm the only one to ever say that. What the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And I can't prove it. Mm-hmm. And then they can monetize that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah. That's, I don't know. You just got to hope that the, the content that you're creating is just great. To right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, man. I'm moving on. Um, what's weird is I was talking to my my, my best friend of 20 years, uh, Keith's older brother. Shout out to Desmond. I was talking to him, and he brought up a scenario of a guy that came over to hook up his cable. And uh, they had some conversation, and, and the conversation started to progress. And then it went into, like, the, the black dude who came over his house said that something about Oprah. He was saying that Oprah was... Well, uh, the, you have to set it up because the, the dude is half black, half white. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. I didn't know and, that. And um, from what my brother was saying, he's a he's a person that was probably raised around the white side of his family more so than the than the black side. So just to give him a little context. Okay. Well, basically, to make a long story short, he referenced Oprah in some scenario about um, like a pilot, right? And he said like. All she does is hire like black pilots or something like that and uh, basically accuse Oprah of reverse racism. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is a reach. Like, This is a super reach. First of all, the dude is a fucking pilot. How many pilots do you know? Like, how many pilots do you know out here just ready to drive a plane? Yeah. How many black pilots do you know? Mm -hmm. Hardly none. Let me be very clear when I say this. You can call me reverse racist, whatever the fuck you want to call me, right? But when you live in a country where you are only 12 to 13% and uh, a lot of people of color, such as myself or other people, that aren't getting the exact, like, uh, they're not getting, they're not getting comparable, um, I won't say jobs per se, but certain opportunities as other ethnicities um i don't have a problem with helping someone who looks like me if they're qualified i'm not just gonna hire any black dude but if you're a black pilot and i'm a person that hires black pilots i mean or hires pilots in general then you happen to look like me that will also be in that would be another incentive to hire you and the reason why i say that is because i've been in construction crews where it was a hundred percent white and i never i never said like oh they're racist they don't have any black people Mm-hmm. But for me to sit there and think that no black person filled out an app, that's also not real because it probably was a good amount of black people, to, black dudes that signed an application and didn't get the job. And the whole crew was white. Mm-hmm. How many times do we question when we see a film and the whole cast is white? You think no black actors try to get a role in that movie? We don't question that. But you, but it's funny how society will question someone like Oprah when she hires a fucking black pilot. Like, yeah. nigga, this is a pilot. <laughs> how many fucking pilots do you know that are qualified for these jobs mm-hmm. i just find it ridiculous that he made that you know that statement was just stupid yeah i think that's what oprah is supposed to do she's supposed right. to want to help out underserved and um underprivileged people because if oprah doesn't give that man an opportunity who else will you know what I mean? Like right. I, I've never, I've literally never seen a black pilot. I've been on a plane multiple times. I've literally right. never seen one. And 
for her to be, you know, for her to be doing that is essentially leveling the playing field. It's not, it's right. not like she's doing, you know, she's doing anything out of the ordinary. Right. She's all, she's just balancing, you know, she's balancing the tables a little bit. I just find it fucking corny whenever a black person helping someone out uh, that is the same ethnicity, they get flack for it. But Oriental or Asian people help out each other. Women help out each other. Mm-hmm. Jewish people help out each other. They don't ever get shit for it. But a black person that wants to give another black person opportunity is being called reverse race. That's just fucking ignorant. Yeah. That is ignorant. That is just stupid. Mm-hmm. I think what I what I think is, is people, um, they create this alternate reality that only they live in, and they're like, oh, that's this, or oh, that's racist, or oh, that's, that's bias, or and it's like, no, man. Like, just calm down and think about this rationally, mm-hmm. because- Women supporting women is really, it's not a bad thing. Forever, women have been oppressed in this country in regards to, you know, wages and things like that. So when a woman comes out and says she supports another woman, I don't have anything to say bad about that. Mm -hmm. That's fine with me. If Latinos want to help other Latinos out, that's fine with me. Mm -hmm. If if Asian people want to help other Asian people out, I have no problem with that. I just don't understand why it's a problem when someone black wants to help someone else out that's black. What the yeah. fuck is the big deal? Yeah. It's just dumb shit, man. Can't do nothing right. Nah, man. We can't even. It's crazy. <laughs> we can't even have the word nigga. Everybody want to say nigga nowadays. <laughs> like, get off my dick. If I want to say nigga, then I'm going to say it. We can't. Like, we earn that word. Yeah. You know? You know what I'm saying? We got 400 years of fucking free labor. <laughs> can't say nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Well, if I can't say it, you can, no, I can say it. You can't, right? Yeah. Okay. And this is another problem I have. Culturally, everyone has something that they do within their culture. Mexicans have something they say to each other within their culture. Asian people might crack jokes or say certain things within their culture. But for some reason, black culture... It's appropriated so much that everybody around here saying nigga. And it's like, hold on, bro. I remember when only black people said that shit. Am I trying to tell people what they can and cannot say? No, I'm not. All I'm saying is every time you say nigga, realize that you are not black. And that you are taking someone else's culture and hijacking it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, you are literally hijacking our shit. That's our shit. Yeah. I don't be like talking to Keith. Like, hey, what's up, S.A.? <laughs> you know, I don't do that because I'm not Mexican. That is their culture. You know what I'm saying? I'm not hijacking what they say and saying. Think of how stupid that sounds. Think about it, Keith. How fucked up does that sound if we was like, nah, fool, just local, just chilling, fool? <laughs> it don't even sound right, man. Oh, stupid. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to go in, but I don't. Yeah, man. It's just, it just. I don't know, man. All I know is this: if someone want, if someone of uh, whatever, uh, black or brown or woman or whatever, wants to try to give someone a leg up, that actually deserves it. Yeah, not just some black dude off the streets, just not capable of doing the job. Someone that can do the job, qualified, qualified for the job. If I'm in a position of authority to give you that opportunity, you goddamn right I'm going to give them that opportunity, right? Yeah. But I'm going to hire a white, black, Mexican. It doesn't matter. I will hire anyone. But if they happen to be black, I'm saying that that is an incentive for me to give them that opportunity. 
chances are they didn't get that fucking opportunity. Yeah. I worked it as a truck driver. I worked at a fleet and I was the only fucking black dude out of like 70 drivers. Don't fucking sit here and try to tell me, <laughs> oh, you know, it was reverse racism. Like it took somebody that wasn't black to give me that opportunity. Yeah. That's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah, man. There's a, yeah. It's like in closing, it's not that big of a deal. No. Let us be. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. All right, move on. I had to blow my nose. That's my naughty nose. My nose is running like a buffhucker. <laughs> no, um, uh, this month is Pride Month, right? It's this month, right? Yeah. Okay. Just had to make sure. I'm gonna sound like a complete dumbass, but I think so. Let's check the let's check the polls. Oh shit! Just put in Pride Month, man. I think it's this month. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing all those uh, logos change and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But I don't want to do a disservice to the to the mm-hmm. gay community and say it's Pride Month, but it's not. Yeah, it is. Okay, it is. All right. Look, here's my here's my thing about Pride <clears> Month. <throat> With Pride Month, years ago. The way I viewed it was like, man, why do they need a month? Like, what? Is, <laughs> oh, dick in the booty ass. <laughs> oh, why do they need a month? What are you, why are they doing this, right? Yeah. But as you mature and you grow as a human being, you realize that, you know, not only them, but people in your family who have struggled to come out for years and how uh, this the general consensus does not really accept gay people. They don't. And the reason why I, I the reason why this really this topic came is because I was on Facebook and uh, this dude shared an article about Pride Month. And instead of clicking on the article, I just went to the comments. So I knew the comments was going to be crazy. Yeah. And uh, the dude went. The first comment was like, this is an abomination. This is abomination. You know, like that's what typically what like Christian people say when they reference the Bible against like gay and lesbian people. Right. And I thought to myself, like, bro, like I'm getting first off, I'm tired of people weaponizing the Bible against other people. I think that that's corny. And I I say that because what I did, like, I tend to analyze things when they happen. Like I sit back and I'm just really just zoom in on the situation. So I clicked on a dude's profile that said that and the dude was fat. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know how you're probably thinking, how does this correlate? Like, what's the deal? gluttony is a sin in the bible right Mm -hmm. so if people being gay is an abomination you being fat is a sin how do you got your homer simpson looking ass talking about gay people how Mm -hmm. about you lose some weight man okay (laughs) go lose some fucking weight and then i can't tell i can't say anything or point the finger at gay people myself because i've been fucking for years i'm not married Mm -hmm. You know, lusting for women, like all these things that we all commit sins. So I just find it funny how we turn like we point the finger at someone because they're gay. Not to mention if somebody is gay, you can't just snap your finger and the person ain't gay. Like you can't ungay somebody. Yeah. You can't you are not Thanos. Okay. You can't do <laughs> you don't got no ungay gauntlet on your hand. <laughs> ungay you snap gauntlet. your fingers. That's comedy. <laughs> Perfect balance. <laughs> you aren't gay anymore. <laughs> like, nah, man. If somebody is gay, they are different and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy is the older generation here me hearing that would give me shit like, no nah, man, we don't need no gay people around here, man. I'll look look, man. People are different, bro. People are different. And uh, shout out to Caesar. 
uh, on one of the one episode. I can't remember the episodes a long time ago. He talked about how people just they don't know why they like what they like, but they do. Like you know, I might like big booty Mexican girls or white girls with red hair, and uh, you know, shit like that. You know yeah, what yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know why I do. I just do. Mm-hmm. So if if a man likes another man, mind your business. Just let them do what they do. Yeah, you know. And then they have a if they have a pride month, it's because they may they want to feel proud about being gay. And if that's what they want to do, respect that and leave it alone. But it's people like putting this is gross and putting up throw up emojis mm-hmm. and shit like that. Yeah, I think we have to progress as a society. I'm not saying. And they said, what about the kids? I don't want my kids seeing this. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? I, I mean, I have to, I have to say, like, say, what about the kids? I know it's going to be hard explaining that to the kids. They're going to be like, why are they kissing so and so? But I think that you, as a parent, have to explain why that's going on. Sometimes parents want, like, they don't want to explain stuff like that, but you have to. Yeah, it's just, I, I think that you don't really understand the concept until you're old enough. Exactly. To understand it anyways which doesn't make much sense but it does but i think even when i was young i understood like feminine guys right like feminine like this little this one this he's a little different yeah right (laughs) yeah a little sugar in his tank but uh (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man i I think um it's just one of those things that that i don't think kids even really understand the concept of right like relationships um very young and I don't think that will sway a kid any way or another. True. I think, you know, if a kid is gay, he's going to be gay. If he's straight, he's going to be straight. True. And then there's a small percentage of people that just like to experiment. It's like, oh, I'm just kind of living. I don't know about that. I think that's the convenient lesbians. I think because lesbianism is more accepted than gay. But I noticed, and I noticed some girls, they like to hook up with other girls and then have girlfriends and then they go back to dick. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I know a bunch of girls that they they get with this girl and then they kissing them and then they loving them and then they go back to dick and they get pregnant. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, like ain't no real. I think I think uh, one of the homegirls who happened to be lesbian. I leave her nameless. She said I hate that shit because she like a legit lesbian. She's like I hate girls that like they they treat like lesbians like it's be like a fad. You know, like it's something like cool. Yeah, and then they just be back to the dick. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not I'm not gay, so I can't I be the one to judge that, <laughs> how they feel about it. But, you know. No, I'm, I'm saying when I talked to the homegirls, he said that. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I don't know how I feel about that because I'm not really in that realm. Like, oh, I, I don't know. You. you know, to me, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But uh, if you want to slide over here. Like, right. Know, we can make you want to come. You want to come back to the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to divert to the dick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I just know my tongue can't my my tongue gang ain't gonna be on point with that, like that lesbian girl though. I, I you know what I'm saying. I don't but know if that's true. I, I don't, feel, hey, man. Look, bro. I, I, I think done heard that, some, I've heard some shit. Yeah, I have too. But I <clears throat> I just think that it, it may be different on an emotional level. But I don't think talent. It, it's there's different. Look, there's a difference. You probably right, man. You probably right. All I know is them lesbian girls be putting it down on these girls because it be girls that just be getting. Well, that's all they can do. I don't know. They be doing some other shit, man. I'm telling you. They, I'm just like, they don't have a penis. <laughs> so what do you like? You got it. It's like you, like you playing. I don't know. 
Like you playing basketball. If you can't jump that high, you better have a good jump shot. Hey, well they shoot. They hitting jumpers all day. <laughs> they hit some wet jumpers. <laughs> I've heard some shit. I know girls that literally like. I know some girls back in the day that were straight up players, like real players, and they getting top notch girls. Yeah, and the girls is just like, like <laughs> it's crazy, bro. I don't underestimate lesbians. They got they be having game, bro, and they be taking they be taking girls some dudes. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, I don't know how we got on this topic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know, shout out to all the lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> real, real. But yeah, I think that as far as Pride Month, um, it is it. You know, the title the title says everything. Right. It's just them being proud of who they are. I think right. everyone in the world should be proud of who they are. Right. Wherever you know, just be. Just being able to be comfortable in your own skin and exactly being around so many different people and uh, trans trans people and people of uh, you know homosexuals, it it almost gives you a, a little bit of a superpower to be like, yo, man, this person is proud of who they are. They're not they're not hiding in some closet. They're you know they're out in the world and you know they're comfortable in their own skin. Right. Um. So you know, just people surrounding that and being surrounded by that energy. Um, it rubs off on you and, you know, you're able to go back into after the, you know, the parades are over or whatever, after the month is over. Go back out into the world. Yeah, you can go into the world and be and be comfortable with yourself and not have to worry about whatever people are saying and you right. know, what conservative people are saying online or whatever. Like, you, yeah. you could just, um, you just live your life. So, you know, that's just dope. So, you know, good for them. I, let's call it what it is. It's basically a fellowship. It's just it's just people who are like minded or uh, their lives are uh, they live parallel lives. So they're just finding people who, you know, go through the same daily struggles as them. Yeah. So how can I say something bad about that? Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't contribute anything to that community. So if I don't contribute anything, why the fuck would I have anything to say? Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's, yeah. Just, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't see it as a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. I, I think that when if if people want to do that, let them do that. You know, and I just like I just think that we have to progress. Like we have to progress as people um, in how we view uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, do you think the world would be any better if everyone was straight? Um, like, like really, I, it would just be one less thing to argue about. That's, that's yeah, it. yeah. But outside of that, I don't know. Gay people do a lot for the world. It's, they're making great content and uh, great yep. podcasts, great movies, great everything. So. It's a lot of gay people in entertainment. Yeah, a whole lot. Yeah, a whole lot. Art and gay are synonyms. Huh? So, art and gay are synonyms. Cinnamons. Synonyms. Synonyms. <laughs> 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 I was busting up. It was a uh, seen a meme, and it said something about some. uh It said something like, uh, "Your nigga dumb." He on Facebook talking about he wants some synonym roles, <laughs> <laughs> and it spelled the word. <laughs> yeah, man, that's funny. But yeah, uh in, in regards to Pride Month, man, shout out to them. Uh, yeah. Shit, let them do their thing, man. I don't. I don't see no problem with it. At one time, I would have said some incredibly homophobic stuff. Yeah. Just because I just, you know, saying homophobic stuff, it was just a cool thing to say. I think, but as you get older, you realize that, you know, this shit, there's no place for this. 
that, yeah. like if you putting hate out into the world, I don't care, care what it is. And me and Keith have watched, you know, we have watched uh, uh, not so much the things we say. I think we both pretty much grown in a lot of ways, but like saying like, oh man, that's gay or this is gay or da da da. I just think that it could kind of um, it's pretty insensitive to the uh, LGBT community. Yeah, and I think that you can, you don't have to like you don't have to sacrifice anything in your manhood, you know, uh, to be respectful to someone else. That's real. So I don't see the problem. And yeah. This is one thing. Another thing that men need to know. Being homophobic doesn't make you a man. That's toxic masculinity. Yeah. If you run around here dropping F-bombs and FDs, F-words, and you're not contributing nothing. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is, is creating a cycle of hate. Another thing, too, what I notice is that the dudes that be zeroing in on gay dudes, the worst calling them F-words and stuff, them be the dudes that be, uh, them are the ones that be legit gay. Yeah. They come out as gay later. What do you talk about your fam that had that problem? Yeah, yeah. My cousin was uh he was really homophobic when he was younger. And then he only realized that he was running away from, you know, what he really was. Crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out to them, man. Go ahead and move on. Um I know a girl that's going to the uh Pride Month parade really? in San Francisco in San Francisco, yeah. Man. I'm not gonna be crazy. That's good, man. I, I don't. All I'm gonna say is this: a lot of the girls that be saying that they're lesbian, they really ain't. They really. A, don't. a lot of people are bisexual. Yeah, you know, they don't want to be boxed into saying that they like men or they like women. They just want to like who they like, live their life. That's real. Yeah, don't want to be boxed in. That box be fire. <laughs> <laughs> want to be dicked <laughs> <laughs> Dick in the box. <laughs> oh man! Oh, crazy. All right, moving forward. Um, I remember I was thinking to myself, like when I turn on the TV and I see whether it's CNN or uh, Fox News or MSNBC or whatever it is. Oh, excuse me! I almost knocked all the shit over. Uh, <laughs> whenever I see people at odds. Whether it's conservatives or liberals, whether it's um, uh, people that are anti-Muslim, whatever the fuck it is, I think to myself, conversation can save the world. Mm-hmm. Like it literally can save the world, man. I-, I think that the biggest issue people have is they're not willing. It's like when they listen, they listen to respond. They don't listen to let things resonate. And if you literally can have a conversation, it can fix all the shit. All the shit. I think that you could fix any issue in America with conversation. Productive conversation, though. I think you could, you could fix racism with conversation. I think you could fix uh, sexism with conversation. I think the, the, poor rich com- the poor rich issue in America can be fixed with conversation. Mm-hmm. But it takes parties to legitimately listen. Motherfuckers don't listen, man. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just something. It's really something to think about. As, as simple as it may seem, like me and Keith are able to get on these mics and have a conversation. And people tune in and listen. And the ones who really tune in and listen to, or really give a fuck to, about what we're saying, they're listening to see what kind of information they could retain. Yeah. 
But a lot of people don't do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people listen to respond. Yeah. And you don't get anything done when you do that. Yeah. I think, um, I guess it's part of it. There are some people that, that I guess they're listening to respond, but being that they're holding on to the statement that they want to rebuttal with, right? they're not retaining all the information that you're, that you're actually giving them. Right. So it's like you can say you can talk for like 30 seconds. But if the person is wanting to respond at something you said at 10 seconds, that whole 20 seconds is, you know, of stuff that you're saying and knowledge that you're giving them is getting blocked out because they're just holding on exactly. waiting for you to waiting for a pause in your conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> so and they, they're going to jump in. And, you know, what's crazy is, is I see people that are historians, politicians and all that shit. And they'll be talking. And it's not productive. They don't even know how to listen right. Yeah, It's sad, man. Motherfuckers with PhDs that don't know how to listen. When I turn on Fox News and they have an opinion that is opposing someone else, they don't have enough discipline to listen and let someone develop their thoughts. They try to, they try to like, uh, they try to like have these, uh, um, these hot takes. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be like, so how do you feel about uh, affirmative action? And then the person will be like, well, I basically feel that. So what do you think about this? And you'll be mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Yeah. You never let him even finish his fucking thought. Mm-hmm. That's just not how you communicate. Mm-hmm. When you ask a question, you wait for the answer. Yeah. Then after you wait for the answer, you generate like you wait for the answer. You receive it. Even if it's not what you want to hear. You need to accept that. Mm-hmm. We always want to be told what we want to hear too, which is a problem. You got to cut that bullshit out. Yeah. Like I remember I was talking to, I'll leave them nameless, but they said something. So what would you do if this would happen? And I'd be like, honestly, I don't feel like I don't feel anyway. Cause I, I would not put myself in that situation. And they'd be like, but I mean, what if this and that? I said, look, I know it's not the answer you want to hear, but I don't have a response for that. Yeah. It's okay to not know things. <clears throat> it's okay to not want to, you know, insert yourself in certain situations. Yeah. But that all comes with conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's unfortunate that conversation, these important conversations are not being had. I see people, um, there was a, uh, there was like a, not a, not a rally, but there was Trump supporters or, or lip or conservatives, whatever. And they were standing out there, like build that wall with signs. And then there was a people across the street who were Mexican and they were yelling back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know what got accomplished that day? Nothing. Nothing. Because you had two people that were not talking. It was all uh, this complete opposition. Yeah. Like you got to, it's somewhere, I'm not saying you would meet in the middle. I'm not saying you would ever agree. But a conversation is not being had. They should create a reality show. And I'm going to say it here. They should create a reality show that gets people in this country this the average everyday guy that feels this way about this a liberal they should get a conservative they should get someone that's gay they should get someone that's latino they should get someone that's white they should get a bunch of people get them in a room and just have them talk yeah because people don't fucking talk anymore yeah that would be dope yeah man i think um we watched that some youtube series that they had where it was like a bunch of people in opposing sides. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, if they did it, you know, in a different setting, that would be cool. Yeah. I think for me, when, uh, when 
having conversations shaped the way that I felt about or changed the way that I felt about gay people. Because mm-hmm. uh, a few summers ago, I like went to go to L.A. and I spent a lot of time with my cousin. I was gay. Yeah. And, um, you know, before then, you don't really, you know, you don't you don't see them. Obviously, I have gay people in my family, but most of the people that were openly gay were were um, were lesbians. Right. So, you know, the way we approach those situations are a little bit different. But um, being that he was a male, it kind of was uh, I guess it was a different thing for us. And, um, you know, you go on with these different ideas like, oh, man, this might be weird. This might be, you know, right. you, know you, you never really know. Like, you know, two guys kissing, that's going to be gross. Uh, <laughs> all this stuff that goes on in, in your head. <clears throat> and then you talk to them and you realize, like, where they're just normal people. Right. You know, and they just happen to like the same sex. But outside of that, you know, everything else is pretty normal. Right. Is, and it's crazy how you think about like they're, they're still in an uphill battle with uh, with the gay community for certain things. I remember the whole uh, the gay marriage conversation. Like uh, somebody asked me years ago, this is what I said. They said, "What do you? How do you feel about gay marriage?" It's like I don't I feel. Like, I don't what feel was it. the proposition that came around? I, I can't remember, man. All yeah, I, I remember know, that prop uh, proposition, and I was like, man, I was like one of the people that I was like, no, nah, they shouldn't get married. They shouldn't get married. Oh, I think I can't remember. I don't think it was eight. It might be eight. Yeah, how many years ago was that? I it's think like, I was in high school. Oh yeah, know. yeah. That's a while ago. But it, it's crazy. It's 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 okay to change your mind. It's okay to grow because I. I felt the same way a lot of the things. I was just like, why do I got to keep having all these gay people on TV? I'm tired of seeing them. That's, <laughs> how I used to, that's what, how I used to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not ashamed to say that. And if somebody listens to this and labels me homophobic, then go ahead. Fuck you. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. All I know is that's how I felt at the time. I no longer feel that way because people grow and evolve. You can't, you can't condemn someone for how they used to feel. If they're mature enough and they grow enough to where they could see that hey man, like this ain't right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, if and the 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 way I felt about gay marriage later on was like, hold on a minute, like being ma- like marriage in the first place is a outdated custom. Like Americans are some of the only people that be getting married, bro. Like that. Like it's other countries that do it too, of course, but it's kind of like an outdated custom. Not to mention the divorce rates are almost at fifty percent or over that by now. Yeah. So it's like, why can't gay people ha- be miserable at the same rate as everybody yeah. else? Yeah. Because they're gonna get divorced just like the people that's freaking getting divorced now. Yeah. Like it's no, it's it's not even that big a deal to me, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna condemn anyone, man. I'm not gonna weaponize the Bible against anyone. But, anyways, um, that kind of stem off of what we were talking about earlier. But this whole conversation is important to have. You know what people I really can't stand are the ones that let's say you get in somewhat of a heated argument with and you say, hey, look, let's just talk about it. And they'll be like, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they walk off or they get mad and they storm out. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why I'm not in relationships because women, a lot of women, not all of them, but a lot of women have the the um, they tend to be like, I just don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it right now. Yeah. And then they, you know, they leave or you guys. uh you know, you don't talk for about an hour or two and they go to the gym or whatever they go and they come back and then they're calm and then they don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. So you got a bunch of people holding shit in mm-hmm. like that doesn't do anything for your mental health. Not to mention it's 
you you can't assume that a problem is not a problem just because you stop talking about it. You need to fucking talk. Yeah, it's it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's one of those things I see a lot. People just like it, like you said, it doesn't go away when you when you don't talk about it. It's yeah. kind of one of those things. That, it's going to linger around until you express whatever you need to express. Exactly. You know, you're just sitting in your own thoughts and, you know, that's, that's just not healthy at all. Right. You know, so. you, you know, a lot of women are dysfunctional in this way. The reason why I say this is, and I don't want to put it all on them because men share the same dysfunction, but people will get in an argument. I don't want to talk about it. Leave, come back, and then they fuck. Yeah. That's not therapy. That's just fucking. Yeah. Can we fuck after we talk about the problem? Mm-hmm. Why we got to, you know what I mean? It's like people, people have. like to promote that too. Right. They do. They like to promote that. Like Neo has that song. Uh, I forget what it's called, but basically saying like, I like when you're mad because so when we make up, you know, the, the sex is good or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Neo made a lot of songs like that. What's that one? And I'm so tired of love songs. Yeah. Is that what, am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I totally fucked that up. Anyways, yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> a little, you're a little pitchy. <laughs> Why can't I turn off the radio? <laughs> uh, Neil looked like a Ninja Turtle. Um, <laughs> nah, man, but that's what people do, man. They get in arguments. I don't want to talk about it. Then they fuck and they act like that's therapy. It's yeah. not therapy. That's just it's just a sexual intercourse. And then once y'all done and you have a good time, now you smiling again like everything is cool. But what's going to happen is, is the next time you get in an argument, then your girl going to say some shit like, just like when you said this and then you did this. And you'd be thinking yeah. like, wait a minute, she's not even past that. Yeah. She's not past that. Yeah. So you're dealing with a woman that's got compiled shit that's from, she has shit in her <laughs> head from the last four boyfriends that she's had. So she's not even mad at you. She's mad at all the shit that the other dudes put her through that she never talked to them about. Yeah. That's, man, that's, and it's fucked up. And women really be doing this. It's mm-hmm. men that do it too. It's men that been have, having their fucking hearts play with. And then the girl don't want to talk about it or they don't want to talk about it. And then they carry that shit. They carry this residual problem. Mm-hmm. I won't say residual, but they carry this um just, they just carry they carry over these issues, and it's because they never formally talked about the things that were bothering them. Mm-hmm. So now they take it out on people, or they just hold it in, and both of those are fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. I don't know. I don't got no more to add, but that's real. <laughs> this is Keith. This is not a fucking helpful right now. <laughs> Keith got a do rag on, looking like a thug and shit. Thug, thugged out, Keith. <laughs> Keith, this nigga Keith, like he he looked like he wanted me to put some money on his books. <laughs> Anything helps, man. Anything helps. <laughs> oh, dang. All right, uh, moving forward. Um, it we it, this is kind of touching on the same thing almost, but not really. But it seems like in society, whether you're liberal, conservative, black white whatever you are it seems like we tend to get caught up in like living in this echo chamber of our own ideology it's like the way that we view the world is the way the world is when in actuality that's not true at all Mm -hmm. there's so much real shit going on outside of this 
this bubble that we choose to live in. And when I see liberals like, yeah, you know, they're just trying to do this and blah, blah, blah. Then I see conservatives with their ideology. And then I see sometimes I see people who are Christians with their ideology about what's right and what's wrong and what's morally this and that. And what's crazy about it is, is they they literally believe that their their way is right. Mm -hmm. You got so many people that live on this earth. But yet you choose to like literally live in this world, which is crazy to me. Mm -hmm. It's them from not having conversation, but there's so many other like variables to it. Yeah, I think um, it's one of the the luxuries of, you know, going to so many different states and being um, going to school with a bunch of different people and, you know, having roommates that are from totally different backgrounds um, you kind of have these conversations to where not everything you um, think about life you agree on, but you have this 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 understanding that people are everyone is different. Exactly. You know, the up, whether it's your um, you're shaped by your parents, you're shaped by the culture you grow up in, you're shaped by the city you grow up in, you're shaped by the state you grow up in, and shaped you, by all the food you eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And all that stuff you carry with you um, throughout your life, and that makes you who you are. And it takes a, I guess, an open person to understand that everyone is everyone is going to have a different outlook when it comes to these these sort of things. Exactly, it could be the most basic thing about how you feel like you should raise your child. Some people feel like you know you should tr- you should raise a child like this. Some people feel like you should raise a child like that. Right, but. As long as we understand that everyone is different, there there's not going to be any sort of uh, any sort of arguments about that. But there are some people that you know they don't have the luxury of being around different cultures, right? So when they do, so when these conversations come up, especially on the internet, um, they're only spewing um, the the stuff that they've learned from being around you know their small group of people, right? Yeah, and that's dangerous because. You know, you're 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 throwing out these these very one sided opinions about you. global issues, right? And it only causes an argument because yeah. these people aren't they're not listening. They're only you know if you grew up in a Christian household in the middle of America, and um, you know you're only you know your your all your views are extremely conservative. Right. Once you, you know, once you transfer schools or whatever, or you're communicating with someone online and, uh, you know, YouTube comments or on Instagram, um, all those ideologies that you grew up on are going to start coming out in the comments and you're never going to find a middle ground. You're right. only arguing to say, you know, you're trying to make the other person feel stupid. You're trying to make the other person feel worthless. And, you know, you just... Um, you're just arguing to argue at that point, exactly. And you, you, you're never going to get anywhere like that. But I feel like I feel like these people should just travel the world and see see different places. And you, you'll see like one of the things that I noticed last summer when I went to New York, and I didn't go to New York City or Brooklyn or anything. I went to um, you know a small city in New York, and I realized there that there's these aren't i'm i'm pretty sure they're you know they're conservative group of people but they're people that live 
like a like a typical democratic family would. Right. Okay. They're not that wealthy. They're mm-hmm. you know, they're they're just trying to make ends meet. Um and, you know, they're we're all striving for the same thing, but they just happen to be on the conservative side. Hmm. But it it just opens your eyes, like, dang man, like these these people are just as hopeful as we are. We're also looking for the government to bail us out or the government to right. do some provide jobs or whatever. Um, but right. we're just on different sides of the spectrum. Right. So it was just it was just crazy to see that. It is crazy. It's kind of sad. It's kind of this is why the whole two party system thing. I just don't believe in it because yeah. it created this opposition <clears throat> that's unnecessary. If you the greater good of this country, this should not under should not be uh, a fucking liberal or conservative. Mm-hmm. Like if you if it like it just it kills me, man. And then and it makes like if you're let's say you're a Democrat like me, I've decided I don't belong to any party. I don't consider myself Democrat or Republican, mm-hmm. uh, n- not at all. I did consider myself uh, liberal, but I just don't. I don't even. I don't even want to. I don't like labels anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it That's goes. What gay people say. It, like I said, uh, <laughs> this nigga man. All right, look, man. It's crazy. Like, imagine. Okay, imagine if you are. Uh, imagine if you're white, right? And you live in a place like Colorado that's predominantly people who look like you. So you grow up, your you know, your parents are white, your friends are white, your your pastor is white, your coach, your teammates, everyone's white. And you see the only the only like um let me say the only type of interaction you have with people of color would be like you see them on TV or you might turn on Fox News and you hear somebody talking about like Black Lives Matter, you hear somebody talking about um, some rapper that got in a fight or whatever the case, then your 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 ideology in regards to black people is not going to be all that positive because you're, you're the source in which you're seeing it and the people that you're talking to may not have the best things to say. Now, I'm, am I saying they're racist? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when you grow up around people who look like you and all your friends look like you, then you literally live in, you're living in an echo chamber because all these people are reflecting the same ideals as you. Mm-hmm. Like if you're black and all your family is black, all your friends are black, you don't even deal with white people at all in no way. And then you go to a college and let's say you get thrusted into a school that's predominantly white and you never had no white girlfriends, you never had any white friends, you never had no white r- roommates, then it's just going to be like a culture shock. You know what I'm saying? You just get thrust into this world. A lot of college athletes go through that. And then, you know, the next thing they know, now they, you know, just, <laughs> they just running through white girls. <laughs> kind of happened to Keith. No, but <laughs> now nah, we're from California. So I think it's it's different with us. Yeah. Um, but these things do exist. There are places that are historically, like, have been more white and places that have been historically more black. Yeah. And people start to develop this. Oh, man, I can't. No, I don't trust white people. They racist, man. And it's like you're saying that not because you feel that way. You're saying that because your uncle says it. You say that because your grandpa said it. You said yeah. that. You say that because your family say it. Yeah. And then you get into a community where there's like it's predominantly white. But then you start to have friends. You start to like meet people that really care about you and teachers yeah. and faculty that like you. And it starts to pop your bubble. Yeah, I guess you could say. I have a friend that always tells me 
the saying that his grandpa says about white girls. What's that? Basically saying like never date a white girl because she gonna sleep with your she gonna sleep with your friend. Oh, yeah. she gonna sleep with your brother or something. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's only white women though. No other. No wow. Other women that, so I just think he had a dramatic experience. When yeah. people say shit like that, I think that it's like self-referenced. Yeah. I think they probably like fell in love with some white girl and then she happened to not be a good woman in general, not because yeah. she was white. And then she fucked one of his friends and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm never messing with white girls again. Look what she did. Crying and shit. <laughs> I, I know this chick that's uh, Mexican, right? And she, uh, uh, she, I know a dude that she used to date back in the day. And then uh, I guess he did her dirty, cheated on her, right? And then she dated some other black dude and he cheated on her. And then after that, she was like, I'm never dating black guys again. I, yeah. they're, they're just liars and they're this and that. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, you stupid broad. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. You're choosing these dudes. Yeah, exactly. And then you generalize a whole culture of people because of your lack of vision in the men that you are choosing. It's that saying, fool me once. Uh, was it fool me once? Shame, shame on me. me. For no. Me yeah, fool me, me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me shame twice. On shame on me. On me. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you still making a choice. If you let's say you're a black dude that dates white girls, just just say you do, and you know they're all cheating on you. What kind of women are you choosing? Not yeah. what kind of white women are. What kind of women are you choosing? Because I got yeah. a, I got some homies that's black that's married a white woman, happily married, kids, family, everything's great. Mm-hmm. Then I got some homies that date white girls, and these white girls is trifling. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they running off on even shit, <laughs> going to Starbucks, <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> they cheating on him with Starbucks. Yeah, it's just like you know what? Fuck you, Tyrone. <laughs> Let me get a unicorn, tra- uh, <laughs> unicorn frappe. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing That's wrong crazy. with it, man. It's it's probably some white dudes that really like black women, but they really ain't like they ain't had a chance to get with black women. It, yeah, it, you know what I'm saying. It's like they might live in Utah where it ain't no black women, and then all of a sudden they be like, "Dad, I want to go to Howard or some shit." Yeah, because the it, we, the wedding that I shot, I don't the guy, um, like um the guy was a uh, he's from Indiana, right? Which is like the whitest state in the world, and really? then um, yeah, it's a lot of white people there. Oh, and then, wow. um, and then, <laughs> and then his wife is from Ghana. That's so, crazy. but I think they met in Atlanta. So it's that uh, same sort of thing. And I think he was married. He, was, I'm pretty sure he was married before. I don't know the ethnicity of his wife, but I'm pretty sure she was white. Like, um, like Gary Owen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after after, um, I think he got divorced, and then I don't know. I believe he moved to Atlanta. Uh-huh. Whatever. I don't know. However, however, it played out. He, he, you know, he he finally got an opportunity to meet a black girl. Cause, oh wow! Yeah. There's some white dudes that's chocolate chasers, man. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. But it, I think for some reason I don't know what it is. If it's culturally, I've seen less white guys with black women, and I've seen more black dudes with <clears> white <throat> women. Yeah, like I've seen one scenario more than the other. Yeah, I, I just think that white, I mean, black men are like ethnic, like they're one of the most desired ethnicities. I guess so. Or desired group of people. Um, and people, black black women are also desired, I think. I just right. think that there's, for whatever reason, it just doesn't, it just doesn't translate. And I also think that men are all generally the chasers. Right. So, you know, they have an opportunity to, you know, dive into more, dive into more different. <laughs> dive into more different vaginas. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I guess the, the you know the perceived uh, the perceived deal is. I guess I don't really know how society views black men. I guess they <clears throat> view them as more cool. I guess I don't know. Um, but I've seen I've seen that scenario more because I've pretty much messed with any type of chick, Asian, black, white, Asian Mexican. Girl? Yeah, a long time ago. Dang. Long time ago, Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, man. Okay, I was okay. Trying to get some of that. Some of that California roll. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get some of that wonton soup. <laughs> trying, trying to get some of that Hadouken. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't discriminate, man. I like all women. Uh, you know, this is the most dumbest shit ever, but I don't know why I'm bringing it up. But I was on a date one time. I was on a date with this black chick, right? Yeah. And she tells me, so why don't you like number of white girls? And I'm thinking, like, I'm on a date with you. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing? This is stupid. Like, you don't like nothing but white girls. And I'm like, I'm on a physical date with you right now. This shit was so stupid, man. Oh, man. Yeah. People try to put you in a box. Yeah. That's the weird part. I don't think... I guess... It makes sense a little bit. Like some some black dudes just look like they like white girls, but I don't even know how. There, I guess there's a look. You, do, you know, <laughs> there's a look where you look like fucking Carlton. You wear a little button up shirts. I got a homie, bro. I got a homie that you could just look at him and tell. Like he got. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah, man. oh man. If you look at his Instagram, it's just none but him and partying with a bunch of white girls. Just like, damn. <laughs> like, I mean, I like white girls too, but goddamn, this dude. Every picture is him and some new white girl, and you're like, you know, it's like, shout out to Brittany, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Megs. She was like, damn, Megs, heck no. Yeah, man. He, you need know, to like, he need to diversify his portfolio. Yeah, you know, like if it's a white girl named Amber, like instead of calling Amber, they call her Ams. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do. Shout out to Ams. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro. Like, I'm not even going to knock this man. He just <laughs> likes white women. There's nothing wrong with that. I do too. But I, I think there's like a every... psychological aspect to it. Though. There might be a psychological <laughs> aspect to Cause it. Because there's a physical, obviously. If you're straight, you're physically attracted to women. Exactly. But um, I think after you grow up, after you hit like, you know, that three, four, five, six year old range, right? Like whatever your your um, how would you put it? The the culture you're around and mm-hmm. your upbringing, the school, whatever you're at, I think that that it's plays a, a factor into what definitely. you start liking when you get older. That's true. I, I think yeah, that's true. I think there's. That there's a correlation to who you hang around the most. Like if you're a black dude and and you know a lot of your homies is white, you're gonna start definitely messing with white girls because most of the girls they probably mess with might be white. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a lot. I've seen this. I've seen a situation where, you know, I remember uh, we were kicking it with some uh, some some fools back in the day, and they played football at Liberty with some BHS, and it was just a bunch of white dudes, and they had like one black teammate, mm-hmm. and. I mean, it was number white girls there. It's like I assumed that he was messing with the white girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how it is, man. Yeah, or it could be something where, as a kid, maybe the black girls picked on him. 
back the black girls was roasting him because he had holes in his shoes or something like that. And then he grew up and you're like, man, while the white girls used to, you know, the white girl let me uh, I don't, I don't know if, share her uh, milk with me at lunch or something. Like I know, I know you're a director, but that's just a little too deep, Keith. I don't know if that's, I don't know. I like to get deep, baby. All right, like I said. <laughs> 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 oh, man, this guy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this fool. Man. Nah, man. Uh, yeah, that's just funny. I don't know how we got on this topic. Yeah, it's just funny, man. Like, and I think everyone when you're black, everyone assumes you like white girls too. Yeah, I don't know why that's a. I get that all the time. Really? Yeah. Like, bro, I don't like these white hoes. That's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. I swear. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. It's just one of those things, I guess. But you know what? You like who you like. You can't control that. Yeah. You know, you like if you're skinny and you like big women, I hope you got insurance. Um, Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Commercial, come on. Do you have chronic back pain? (laughs) You might have mesothelioma. Do you have a broken cock? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're a weird ass commercial to come on at fucking 3 a.m. Yeah. You'd be like, do you have a broken cock? <laughs> the next commercial would be like, OxyClean. Try OxyClean. Put this in, look at this shirt that has spaghetti on it. I put OxyClean on it and wiped it right off in five minutes. What if them all of them started to court? Like, what if they had like X-rated versions of commercials at night? You're like, try OxyClean. Have you ever do you have cum stains all over your shirt? <laughs> try OxyClean. <laughs> Oh my god. That was funny. Uh, you have pussy juice all over uh, your backstage. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang. Is your girlfriend on the rack? <laughs> <laughs> Try OxyClean. <laughs> oh damn man. <laughs> Oh, no. That was too funny, man. <laughs> terrible. Oh, uh, man. One of the dudes that had, I think it was the Sham Wow. Remember that? Yeah. He, uh, the dude killed his wife, man. Oh, dang. Yeah, he killed his wife. Keith has got tears coming out of his eyes. He's really <laughs> fucking cracking up. Once he yeah. heard that, once, once, <laughs> Keith always really laughs when he starts, when you, when you say the words like pussy juice or sexual relations. <laughs> He starts busting up big time. I don't know what it is. Those are like trigger words for my laugh. Yeah, they- <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. <laughs> then the Isotene commercial come on. <laughs> are you Bill Clinton? Do you have cum stains all over your presidential? <laughs> Try OxyClean. It worked for Bill Clinton. It'll work for you. Order now in the first 15 minutes and you get this second price for free. Uh, it's comedy. They'll be, like, is- be like, I should get me some of those oxycleans. <laughs> what is that button called? Like the, what they call like the president's, is there like specific name for it? The button as in what? You know, I don't even know. It might be a myth, where they, but they say the president has like the, a the power to push the button and you know, it's like. I think that's like. I don't know. I don't know if they really mean that. Yeah, I don't. Really I don't even know. If, I thought it had like a specific name. Because if they had a button, then we'd be fucked. <clears throat> yeah, because Trump would have pressed that shit already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pressing the button. 
somebody do something. Pressing the button. I'm pressing the button for the wall, and I don't have a wall yet. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> they gonna get this nigga a wall button. Wall, wall, wall. <laughs> Trump, man. Uh, he's a fool. Are you grabbing people by the pussy trucks? <laughs> uh, I gotta try that. <laughs> All right, move, moving on, man. Moving on. Um, do you have pussy juice from your cufflinks? <laughs> so many bullshit infomercials over the years yeah they had one called the slap chop you remember that Mm-mm. you put like uh vegetables in it and you hit it and it like chops the vegetables oh yeah up. yeah yeah slap chop flap it slap it put it in chop it <laughs> flap it slap it, flap it, slap it. <laughs> they always fit they always say words they rhyme with the shit and they just abuse it slap chop look what i do with this jalapeno do you like jalapenos they're hot right your family needs them and then, and then they show somebody chopping a jalapeno with a traditional knife, and they be struggling. And they be struggling. It's, it's like, all, like, and they make it black and white. Yeah, all black. <laughs> it's like I've been using a knife for years, dude. People don't use knives like that. It's like, look at how hard she's struggling to cut this jalapeno. But with the slap chop, you can snap yeah. it, flap it, flip it, and flop it. <laughs> they always rub their hands afterwards too. Like, yeah. Like, like straining to use a knife, that mug is calm. There was an infomercial that I seen. It was um, for like a pot, uh-huh. a pot that like you could cook anything. You could cook pizza in it. You could cook stews in it. Everything. Yeah. And and the woman that was on the infomercial, she was like making these like little small like sexual like implications. Really? Yeah. She's like, wow, that's so deep. Oh my god. And he's like. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely put anything you want on here. It's like, ooh, I like it hot. And the lady was older, but she had some nice tits, man. I'm mad they haven't she was like, that in. She was like 65 years old with like 23-year-old tits, man. Uh, and they did it on purpose. They had the yeah. blouse all open. Just of course, to, of course. They, they constantly try to sell products with sex. It is hilarious. Yeah. I think um, I'm mad they haven't turned that into like a porn scenario, like a story. They probably porn. have. Yeah. Like an infomercial guy and some, I don't know, some girl just sitting at the Snap table. it, flop it, flip it. Like, oh. <laughs> you could snap it, flap it. You could flap my cock. Flip it, flap it, flop it. I'm like, oh, my funny. this is crazy. We had a um, an assignment when I was in school. And it was uh, basically you create a commercial from for like a fictitious... Um, like product mm-hmm. so excuse me we had to pick um pick out of a hat basically and different yeah. people had different stuff they had like some of them had um like body pillows some of them had like it, and some of the stuff got like really crazy but it was like the crazier the stuff get he figured like the more creative people right. would come up with so it was like right. it was like um uh, abortion hangers and like stuff, like all kind of crazy stuff that any, anything that you could think of um <clears throat> and we had i think we had got um like a suicide pill or something like that god damn so we uh we came up with a product 
in, in the commercial when we shot it and everything, and it was called End Your Life. Like in in your life, but I think like I've seen this actually. Yeah, I, I, th- I might have showed it to you like a long time yeah, you ago. Did. Yeah, I've seen it, and uh, it was just funny. We just created this whole scenario for this fake commercial, and it was like at the end, you know, we had all the like the the nonsense, like you know, if you have anal linkage or you know, yeah. if you have sleep deprivation or something like that, see a doctor. So it was just pretty. It was just pretty funny, kind of like, along the same lines. Yeah, I've like, seen. It. I was like, what the. Hell is this? <laughs> What in the slap chop is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving forward, uh, switching gears uh, to thinking of others instead of your legacy. I think too often we think about everyone else instead of our legacy. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, is we spend too much time trying to impress instead of doing what's best for us. Now, imagine this. Imagine if you were... If your objective was to save money, right? But you knew you were not going to save money if you continue to go out on the weekends, you continue to buy everybody drinks at the club, you continue to, you know, you know you're not going to save money if you did that. But by, you know, staying at home more and and spending time with this family, you know you're going to save money. But the people out in the world, you're trying to impress them. You know, so what people do is is they stick to their they stick to their same bullshit program. That's not going to do anything for them. But by saving that money, they could have got the, uh, the the studio equipment they needed if they hadn't blown the money. Mm-hmm. That studio equipment could have turned to them making that hit song that they've never made. You know, It could have turned into them making that lucrative investment that they could have made. But instead of doing that, we worry about others. We worry about perception too much. And like me personally... I don't I've gotten to the point where I don't give a fuck about what people think or say. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still human, so here and there I do have I do feel a certain type of way. I have yeah. feelings and I'm human. But at the same time, I'm thinking about my legacy. Mm-hmm. Where is this podcast gonna be in the next three or four years? Where what am I gonna be doing in that time? Mm-hmm. I'm too I'm worried about, you know, when my time is done on this earth, how will people view my work? I'm more consumed by those type of thoughts than like Oh, I wonder how much pussy I could chase next weekend. Yeah. Like that's not my objective. Mm-hmm. You know, I only chase pussy part-time. But it's crazy. <laughs> part-time pussy chaser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, part-time pussy chaser, part-time yeah. pussy chaser. Yeah, that'd be a whole a little infomercial. <laughs> Do you chase pussy part-time? Do you wish you could speed up the process? <laughs> Try pussy pace. <laughs> Try pussy chaser 5000. <laughs> You could put that pussy in the headlock. <laughs> the pussy chaser five thousand. <laughs> oh man, no, I got a radar. They they have like a scenario where uh you know you just kind of walking down the street and then in the the little beeper will go off in your uh in your pocket like beep 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 beep. beep, beep, beep. <laughs> you just walk by some random Hispanic woman and like beep 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 beep. beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Like dang, it's like a metal detector almost. It's just like boop, 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 boop. that yep. would be crazy. Wouldn't that be dope <clears throat> if they came up with something like that? Mm-hmm. Like they take your personality and all of your measurements and shit, and then like the women that might be interested in that, and like just imagine if like you could feel like if your phone beeped off every mm-hmm. time you met. Hey yo, I fucked up right now. What I just gave all these dating sites a motherfucking mm-hmm. app. Well, you didn't get it all the way out. Cause I was a little bit confused. But what if they had, what if they had something that could measure the the uh, 
Bro, I might as well come out and say it because I just said it. Yeah, go ahead. Imagine if you out in public, right? And imagine if the dating process never stopped. Imagine if you had whatever app and the girl had that whatever app. And then you guys were like in the same store and your phone beep, beep, beep. And they'd be like, Amber's on aisle three. That would be a little bit uh, creepy, though. But what if you got the fuck, man? No, I'm playing. Because <laughs> <laughs> girls, like, girls like their privacy because these oh, dudes are creepy. I would, yeah. And, and trust me, I like my privacy, too, because mm-hmm. a lot of these girls are nuts. What if what if there was something that had a, there was like some sort of radar that could uh, measure the liquid state of a girl's vagina? Dang, they'd be like, this one is wet. <laughs> <laughs> No, it'd be like levels. It'd be like they were like it'd be like normal, and they'd be like, "Yeah, this one's wet." And the next one would be like, "You better bring some towels." <laughs> then the next one would be like, "Spill on aisle three. <laughs> what if it? They have like uh, the levels could be like ocean. The next one could be like lake. The next one could be like kid pool, and then the next one could be like Mojave Desert. Nah, the 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 highest one is would be tsunami. Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is just uh this is that fucking locker room talk <laughs> that Donald Trump talked about. Oh man, we yeah. just we turned into Donald Trump. Yeah, man. It's a sad day for Trucker's mind. Dang, that'd be crazy. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta grab life by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god why'd you do that <laughs> nah man uh yeah we get too caught up in the bullshit man we get too caught up in uh con- like considering others instead of considering things that take us further down the road mm-hmm. and this happens to a lot of us man uh give your take on that keith yeah i think <clears throat> like you, you're 100 percent right i think a lot of times I'm sure you've heard of it. I'm sure our, our listeners have heard it mm. when they say, um, man, I can't date right now. It's too expensive. Like Ooh. I can't go on any, you know, dealing with girls is too expensive for my budget right now. Damn. And you realize that, you know, just trying to, whether you're going to a movie, you're probably paying for the girl, whether you're going right. out to eat, you might be paying. Sometimes girls pick up the tab and I understand that, but right. for the most part, it's, um, you know, most of the men that I know at least will try to pick up the tap. You oh, know, yeah. That's their their job. So they're expected when they're going when they go out and they meet the person at dinner or whatever, they're expected to, you know, right. fork the bill or whatever. Right, right. Or foot right. the bill. Um so just, just even stuff like that, like you're 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 almost living for someone else. Because you're in trying you're trying to impress the girl. You're spending gas money to get there. You're paying for the meal. You're also doing you know, you're also getting the tip. Um you're paying for, you know, whatever whatever it is. You, you are, some people probably only have Netflix to have girls come over to, like, watch movies with them and then right. try to, like, smash them. Or, you know, you're buying beer to have a, you know. it's All all this is just outward stuff, you know what I right. mean? Right, that's not, true. Yeah, only to, you know, to get females. And, and you realize, yeah. like, you know, you're almost living for someone else at that point. Yeah, you got to work for the you got to work for the pussy nowadays, man. Yeah, man. They be like, and, you know, the crazy thing about it is, is like, with me, I'm I'm all about, you know, human connection, you know, taking a chick out and having a conversation. And I have no problem paying for dinner. That's cool. You know, but I think like in, in like the context of a relationship, 
Um, no, I'm not paying for everything every fucking time. Because, yeah. you know, it's crazy how they have, like, these gender roles, supposedly, like, they, like we're, they assume, like, a man is a provider, blah, blah, blah. Well, mm-hmm. if a woman is supposed to be equal in, in, you know, regards to feminists, which, you know, look, I believe women are equal, but I think that we both have to embody the qualities of what equal means. Yeah. And until we both do that, uh, you're going to pay for my dinner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I ain't paying for this shit every goddamn time we go out. Yeah. Don't expect for me to fit the bill every time. You're a grown woman. I'm a grown man. Mm-hmm. You're a professional. I'm a professional. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like emasculated if a woman makes more money than me. Mm-hmm. You know, if she's a lawyer or whatever she is, she mm-hmm. makes dough. Then I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. she better be paying for some shit. That's real. Give a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and look, and even with the bills, I'm not going to pay every bill in the house. It's a grown woman. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's crazy how uh, I, th- some, I forgot some girl posted it. It said, like, a man is a provider. He should be paying all the bills in the house. Only a weak man will make a woman pay a bill or some shit like that. I'm like, hold up. But yeah. What kind of world you live in? Yeah. I mean, the only time, the only reason I would understand that is if it was a case where, you know, maybe I'm in a better p- position financially, mm-hmm. and then she's taking her money and she's doing something with it. She's, you know, she's taking that money and investing in, into whatever you know, whatever business or whatever uh, education, whatever, whatever, right. whatever the case may be. But right. if she's just taking it and buying purses and like yeah. you know, getting her nails done, I'm like, yo, I've, like this I've is not going to work. Yeah. I've, I've seen girls that dated, <clears throat> dated dudes with money. I had a homie that was making pretty good money. He was only like 24, 25 at the time, but he's in the mm-hmm. oil fields when it was mm-hmm. booming. He's making over a hundred grand a year. Mm-hmm. So when you're that young making over a hundred thousand a year and you got some girl that's only like 19, 20 years old and she's fucking on you like a parasite all day. She's got yeah. jewelry on. She's got motherfucking and actually it, a hundred grand back Same. in like two thousand and nine, uh-huh. eight, right in there was a lot of was a lot of money. Yeah, hundred grand now ain't that much. It's it's a it's good money. Hundred grand is a lot of money. I don't say it's a lot, but it's there. It's good. I would consider that good money. Yeah. Um. But back then, if you that young and you got these girls just draining you, and then after he got laid off, he didn't have nothing. Yeah. You know, he and then the girl he was fucking left him. Yeah. So you spent all There's this- no way you should be able to make $100,000 and, you know, and go broke when you get laid off. Bro, people, I know dudes that worked in the oil fields back then that literally lived paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. It's possible. I, I, there was a, <clears throat> that dude that earned your leisure- I seen he posted something that said to it's, it's to make you can make a hundred you can make a half million dollars a year and live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, you gotta be the most financially <clears throat> irresponsible motherfucker ever. Yeah. Some people make more money, spend more money. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I've been broke, like broke, 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 broke. Like frozen burritos in the refrigerator broke. Yeah. And I got like only two burritos left, broke. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So being as I ain't had shit. I know how it feels, and that's a that's a scary feeling. Yeah. So it'd be times I just don't spend no money on nothing. Yeah. You know that's you know it's the best thing to do because <clears throat> I think me I'm starting to um, be more and more frugal, just trying because I realize that a lot of rich people are extremely frugal. Oh yes, they I are. knew like when I worked at McDonald's, the owner had his office downstairs. He was extremely frugal. Like he didn't even want to upgrade the store because 
he didn't want to like he didn't want to spend money on upgrading the um certain equipment in the store and then after so many years he finally had to because the store was kind of breaking down but just seeing that seeing you know how he didn't necessarily want to give people raises and he's fighting to not give people raises that's just part of their mentality you know they they yeah. they want to save every penny that they can they don't want people getting free meals he even paid for his own meals he never he never like went up there and oh uh, got food um just for you know just put it on a tab of his own tab or whatever he always paid for his own meal jesus um <clears throat> so just seeing that you just you just realize like man these people are um they're rich for a reason is because they have that mentality to where i'm not going to be a wasteful spender i'm going to be smart with the money that i do earn i'm gonna put it up and then the money that i have have saved i'm gonna put that elsewhere and then it's going to make money for us it's going to make money on its own true yeah yeah, man. Um, yeah, I don't think we really we didn't really get off base too much. Mm-hmm. But I just think in regards to, you know, focusing on your legacy in general, mm-hmm. um, you disregard people. Be- if you disregard <coughs> people, it's a big move because instead of buying those rims by holding on to that money, you can now get that equipment that you need. Yeah. Um, instead of, you know, taking that chick that just you're not sure she's just wants you to if first of all you got to ignore certain people if you're hanging out with a chick and she wants to go to the best restaurant in town she ain't worth it mm-hmm. only one only one that's worth something like that is your wife and you really shouldn't even be with a woman that's that materialistic yeah like honestly yeah. i don't i don't like women like that mm-hmm. like if you want to go to the best restaurant in town okay you go pay for it then mm-hmm. pay for my meal too i'll take yeah. it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not doing that and and the thing is with me financially i'm you know i'm in a better place but at the same time i don't like my objective is to like get more equipment for this podcast mm-hmm. and to do more things like we have i don't want to speak too much on a podcast and what we have planned but we have other plans for this so why the fuck would i go out and be like oh man i'm about to get these rims keith yeah oh man i'm about to do this and that which i can't i could do that but for what yeah to spend what 12 1300 on some shit mm-hmm. that doesn't really have value after you put it on your car. Yeah. This is stupid. I think, you know, when it comes to uh, the legacy thing, we, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about now has been stuff that Jay-Z preached in certain songs, mm-hmm. especially his last album, the 444 album. Yep. Um, just talking about financial literacy and, you know, investing your money in real estate and all kind of stuff like this. Um, and black excellence and it's no coincidence that he's the first billionaire in hip-hop right you know before before people like you know eminem is the highest selling rapper probably in history um besides maybe like tupac or something like that and you know jay-z is the first billionaire and you know diddy is on his coattail diddy's probably around uh like 900 million or something like that so And you know, if you look at Jay Z's portfolio, it breaks down everything from the the um, the Ace of Spades yeah. to his his, his, uh, his music catalog to um, real estate to the Uber investment, and all this stuff adds up, man. And you know, he he's he's a person that you know in the song he literally said talk or he talked about you know I ain't got no rims on my car. You know, he talked about you know throwing away the the jerseys and 
all this <clears throat> different stuff and, you know, talked about how he was he felt stupid because he didn't invest in certain real estate and how he invests in arts and art and how art was like a was a it was a, a few million of his mm-hmm. of his uh, of his net worth. And, you know, it's just crazy. You know, all the stuff he's talking about in the music is he, he made the least music, off, the least money off music. I don't think it was the least, but not the least, but, but it, wasn't, it wasn't it was lucrative as, as yeah, you know, all of the things he invested in. Yeah. Out, like uh, alcohol was one that was a big one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think Ace of Spades was another one. It's like there's a couple of things that. Yeah. Um. It was um the Ace of Spades and the Duce. Duce. The Ace of Spades is like three hundred and ten million. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And then the Duce was up there too. So. Was it a Duce Palooza? No, Duce Palooza is that, that's, uh, Rory. like an event that's event. associated with Duce. Yeah, like, Duce is just the cognac. Yeah, I think Rory be holding a lot of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the ambassador. Dope. That's dope. Shout out yeah. to Rory. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think Jay Z might be a low key fan of that podcast. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, probably yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows all of them. So even if he's not a fan, he's a, he's associated with those people already. Yeah, man, Jay Z is a fucking. And it, you know what's crazy too? When I look at these other rappers, and I look at and, and I, when I look at these other rappers that are coming up, and then I look at Jay Z, you get to see the level. Like Jay Z is like the fucking godfather, literally, of all these rappers. Mm-hmm. Like he is like the ambassador. Mm-hmm. You know, because Snoop is worth a couple hundred million. He's worth over two hundred million. Mm-hmm. He was on a, a podcast with uh, Arian Foster. Shout out to Arian Foster, but. He said, man, he said, he said, I think we need to be like ambassadors. He said, it'd be like me, Snoop. No, Snoop was like, it'd be like me, Jay, like, and a couple other cats. And I thought about it. I'm like, they are low-key ambassadors, though, because mm-hmm. they made a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And, you know, he said, he said, we don't really like what people doing and how they moving. Like, somebody need to say something. Yeah. And I was like, that's that kind of makes sense. Because, like, the shit that go on with, like, Kodak, that shit was trash. Yeah, that was just terrible. Yeah, I also I don't know if they should be like so vocal about every single thing. Some nah, of that stuff is be, like beneath them. Exactly, that's yeah. true. Yeah, we don't need you to speak on everything. No, like uh, Nipsey said, just put them on goofy time and yeah. they kind of weed themselves out. Yeah, and Jay, that don't even sound right. Like yeah, Jay Z Jay- talking about Kodak Black. Like, nah, not at all. Like, hey, man, I don't think you shouldn't Jay- comment on that. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't think Jay deals with those uh, with the frivolous frivolous matters. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> worth a billion fucking dollars. Yeah, that's a oh my god, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, was that a million? That's a million one uh, thousand times. I think so. Yeah, it's a million a thousand. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. You got anything to add on that, Keith? Nope. All right, pussy slapper, tell five thousand. <laughs> Wait, not a million. That's not a thousand. Nine hundred and ninety nine million. So it would be like one more than that. Like what? Because it's um, you get seven figures to get to a million, right? Okay. And then a billion is like is it ten times? It? It's like nine figures, I think. Mm. Fuck. I can't even or like eight, nine or ten, something like. that. I think it's ten figures. It's kind of hard to do the math on that because yeah. uh, I've never seen that much money in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you've been listening to this podcast, <clears throat> you came to the end. We appreciated episode sixty three. Thank you for listening to the Truckers Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Things. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>